Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however you're watching. Welcome to Talking Packers with Steve. Welcome to the Sports Talk Network overall. And tonight we're going over what was week 13, what is week 14, all that and in between the jam-packed show. Um, as you can see, we have a guest in regards to the Chiefs fandom. We have a couple of guests also from the Giants fandom that we'll be talking about, or talking about, talking to uh, later on when we get to that point. Uh, but for right now, let's welcome our co-host with the most there from Tampa Bay, Florida, <laughs> going to school oh, yeah. there, AJ Eller. How are you doing this evening, man? Good, man. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Yep, see here, Philip. Um, Philip representing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Philip, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing this evening? Pretty good. We're doing well, Pretty doing good. well. Uh, you know, coming off that game, uh, that was the Packers Chiefs. Packers over the Chiefs, 27 to 19. You know, AJ, I think the biggest thing that I saw from this game that I loved, and I even tweeted about it because I didn't realize it, even though I was live streaming and watching the whole game, but I didn't realize until after the fact, but not at one moment, not for one single solitary second, were we trailing the Kansas City Chiefs. And we were able to 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 keep the foot on the gas. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. And it wasn't perfect, but it was near perfect. And, and love, um, in a way, in a coming out game, and it was great. Uh, but, AJ, from your perspective, what are your thoughts specifically on that front? That not only did we beat the defending champions, but we never were losing, not one nothing, three nothing, nothing, none of it. We were leading the whole time. Well, to start, Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry, Joe Barry need need to get their flowers. You know, they, they've caught a lot of smoke from us fans from the beginning of the year, talking, get rid of them, get rid of these guys. But you can't say enough about how they had this team prepared and the direction they're going, especially Joe Barry. I mean, we got we got guys out and he's playing with first rounders or got rookies that were drafted in late rounds. We got Valentine. That was a seventh rounder starting at corner. I mean, these dudes are playing well. So I just want to get that out of the way for the coach's standpoint. But, you know, these guys are doing everything they need to right now. They look good. They're flying around. Uh, I think Matt LaFleur is finally like getting to run his offense. You know, with Aaron Rodgers, there's like a mix between the two of what he wanted to do and then what Matt wanted to do. And there's just times where it didn't look right, but, Matt's got got that offense humming right now. They're controlling the ball. They're running the ball. They're finally finally able to run the ball now. AJ looks good again. Uh, Christian, I mean, my God, Christian finally looks like what we all thought he would like would look like this whole entire year. Uh, Tucker Craft has came on, taken Musgrave's spot, played great, and then all comes back to Jordan. I mean, <laughs> Jordan has looked amazing. He's probably been one of the best quarterbacks in the whole league the past three weeks can't say enough uh i was so excited i was i mean i was losing it i was pretty i was pretty damn excited uh puts us at six and six now we're in the playoff picture and got a favorable schedule so we just gotta keep rolling but i'm i'm excited happy and it just doesn't feel right that we're talking about this now after the past shows that we've had coming on here after about exactly a couple losses to bad teams mm-hmm. but now this is this is crazy i didn't really expect this after you know the way it was leading. Uh, but no, you can't, you can't say enough about this coaching staff and about how much these young guys are buying in. You can see it in their, their celebrating videos in the locker room with Matt screaming, mm-hmm. Keyshawn screaming. It was, it's great, man. It gives me chills almost, but uh, no, it's exciting and big one for the pack. Just keep rolling. Right. 
getting into the playoff hunt, being in the playoff technically as of right now. Philip, from the Kansas City Chiefs side, you know, you guys doing your live stream there on PSF. Uh, what are you guys thinking as the game was going on, let alone at the end aftermath? Oh, man, we've had uh, – now this is the fourth game that we have streamed and we have had a lot of, you know, a lot of cursing, a lot of just bullshit, you know. Um, just disappointment overall, man. Just the fact that um, you guys – I got to say congratulations to you guys. You guys did an amazing job, especially with keeping the lead throughout the entire game. It was frustrating. It reminded me of the Denver game. Um, before this one, the Denver game, we were having the same issue trying to score. And uh, even though you guys scored 27 points on us, you got to give credit to our defense because our defense was still, you know, giving it all. And even we mentioned, even Steve, I mentioned to you and uh, Bernie before uh, the game in the preview that the defense was going to get tired because they can't keep trying to take up for the offense when they can't score points. And you saw that uh, lastly at the game, even that last play with Sky Moore, so disappointed in him stopping in that route. It was just really just disappointment and anger. And I have to mention this too, guys, and you guys got to admit, mention it, admit this at least too, because if it would happen to you guys, you guys would be saying the same thing too. Like if you still had MVS and MVS had the same issue, like let's say if it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that NFC Championship game, right? Yeah. Let's say if that same MVS pass thrown to him, and let's say Sean Murphy Bunton, who played with the Bucks at that time, grabbed him. And that ha happened too. Let's just say after that play, it really pissed us all off. And, um, you know, before, you know, yeah, and after that was, you know, the Hail Mary play where they mentioned they pushed Kelsey. But I feel like that's one of those that, you know, they're never going to call for real. But I think the MVS one was the one that really got me the most. But what really mm -hmm. made me more mad the most was the Sky Moore play. That's the second time Sky Moore had two opportunities to make a big play. And he's just – proving himself to be bigger than a bus because like you a first round bus is a bus but if you're a second rounder who has high potential and you're not performing then you're up there on that list even with the former first round bus it's just not looking good on his end now aj what are your thoughts on that in regards to um you know i've heard in social media in other words since the game you know that play everything mm -hmm. that there could have been a you know pass interference but then also a couple plays earlier or whatever it was with the patrick mahomes where he was still inbound, uh, late hit call, you know, so, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, that thing. So what, what do you so, think? Uh, for the, the Hail Mary, that more times than not, the refs are never going to probably throw it on the Hail Mary just because they don't want to be the deciding factor. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going back, the, I agree. Definitely probably should have been a pass interference, but I think the refs hold that flag just because they definitely knew they messed up the call before. I mean, Patrick was clearly in bounds. Was he running out of bounds? And was the hit probably like unnecessary? Probably, but it was a legal hit. I mean, both feet were in bounds and is what it is. You know, I mean, felt like both, it really went either way. I felt like the whole scenario was a mess. That last possession, there was so much going on and a lot of missed calls and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you see stuff like this happen all the time in the NFL. There's definitely problems and stuff needs to be cleaned up from the stripes. But uh I felt like it was just a makeup call. They just didn't want to call it after they know they messed up, but who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm sitting here as a Packers fan. I'm, I'm all right with it all. So I'm just going to leave it as that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess we move on. But, you know, it's understandable. You know, yeah. it's like if it was, it was against us, whether the NFC Championship game, any game, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, especially during this season, this time of the year, you know, every game yeah. is important for for our, for our Packers, AJ, and and trying to get into the playoffs and all that. The Chiefs on their end, you know, uh, the Jaguars getting that loss, you know, they they stay ahead of them. Um, as of right now, the Dolphins are the number one seed in the AFC. So that's yeah. uh, that's an interesting look <laughs> um, on that end. But um, yeah, in regards to you know the the offense, you know, I was saying in pregames and otherwise that we need to start off hot. And, you know, as we did against Detroit, um, the deep ball and, and getting some touchdowns and being able to score more than three points and a half, um, you know, yeah. doing that continuously and being able to do that against Kansas City was no easy feat. Um, you know, I know I made the joke with you, Philip, uh, in our pre- pregame show with uh, Bernie about, you know, do what the Lions did. And then you mentioned, you know, who was out, and that is very true. Um, and so, you know, yeah. back in there uh, the other night, we still were be able to do something, but he also was there. So, we didn't totally take him out of the game, but um, we were at least able to control the line of scrimmage and be able to dig it downfield. Mm-hmm. Part of our wide receivers, but what were your thoughts on the on the game plan from your team? You know, the Packers of the ball first. You know, your defense. You know, against this Packer team that's been left for dead. You know, since you know our, our own losing streak and whatnot. What right. because of that moment? Like, how you you think this this first series was going to go on the defensive side? Um. When I when I look at this defense, uh, the defense, like I mentioned, they've been doing their thing all year, holding us up. And uh, you just saw on Sunday, the result of help you guys winning was the fact that it was the result of the defense being so tired. And you saw Brian Cook get hurt, and some of our guys getting hurt. Tranquil, Amani, who got hurt, but he came back out there. Chester Reed kind of messed up his knee a little bit. Well, not knee, but his ankle. But he came back out there. But you starting to see it on the guys that was, you know, all the injuries are starting to pile up on them late in this season. And once again, when you're not getting any production besides Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, and as I mentioned too in the preview show, those two is going to be the two leading receivers, but we didn't see anything of Watson. So we don't see nothing of the other guys. I mean, you see Valdez Scanlon, two catches, 25 yards, but still like who else is producing after that? And I mean, that's just been the biggest issue to like why you see the things that you saw going on with that defense and how everybody played. But in the end, they tried their best. And uh, it just goes to the credit to the work that our uh, coaching staff like Spags has done and also Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen uh, is our defensive line coach. And without him, the Baltimore Ravens, when they had Lamar Jackson in that defense, wouldn't have been the number one defense from 2016 to 2020 and he's a big part of why our defense has played the way they've been playing the bend don't break type of defense but uh yeah i mean you guys got us with this one because you took this took advantage of us when we were tired and uh been a long season with you know being one of the best in the league i mean when you're a top five defense and your offense is still not scoring points you can tell stuff is different a lot so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, it's but hey, you, you still have Pacheco, and he was he was running wild too, you know, especially that one play to get to the goal line, oh my carrying God. people or the offensive lineman carrying him too, picking him up, um, yeah. and up and out and everything, you know. But Pacheco, you know, you you have that great running running game uh, with him, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, still on the roster and still plays well, uh, and sparingly uh, from what I see from the outside looking in. Uh, so, what do you think about in regards to that two-headed monster? You think they should try to? Give it up a little bit more, or just keep it with Pachenko or Isaac as the number one and true back. They should stick with Pacheco going for it, man. I mean, he's 
I feel like the next great future, uh, great three down back for Kansas City going forward, uh, especially going in the future. If you want to give him a contract extension, he'll be cheap to, uh, you know, pay going forward, especially a guy who plays at that level of a first round talent, but he was found in the seventh round. You keep Pacheco out there, and especially on occasions, you got to have Clyde out there, especially inside the 20. I don't like it on occasions when they put him out there on plays where Pacheco should be out there. And uh, we're also looking at uh, Jarek McKinnon coming back because McKinnon's our big time pass catching back, especially when you get him and Pacheco catching out of the backfield. I think that's one of the keys for our offense to score more points and have more success. I mean, no McKinnon out there, I think made a difference too. I mean, if you had McKinnon out there, you could game plan for a lot of ways of to opening the field vertically down the field, especially if you're trying to stretch the entire space of the field especially going east or west, and we don't like the east and west plays, but if you're trying to game plan, McKinnon would be one of those guys featured, but we'll look and see what his progression, but until then, you got to give Pacheco his opportunity because he's on pace for a 1,000 yards, and he'll be our first 1,000-yard rusher uh, since Kareem Hunt in 2017, and next week, if he plays, depending, hopefully he don't get no uh, suspension with that play on Sunday where he got kicked out, he's 12 yards away from getting – uh, 1,000 yards from scrimmage. He'll be our first 1,000 yards from scrimmage running back since Daryl Williams two seasons ago. So Pacheco's sky's the limit. He has the opportunity to be one of the best in the league, and he's fifth in rushing yards right now. Yeah, it's great to see it, you know, especially being a late a late draft pick and, and being a good pickup for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so I'm happy for Heitzigan. It's going to be interesting moving forward in regards to the Chiefs' schedule. You know, they, they might lose this one, but then they have to face Buffalo, and that's going to be a, a tough task. A Bills team trying to get back into the playoff hunt themselves. You know, can Buffalo have an upset in a sense and, and whatnot? Um, so Buffalo's trying to move up, trying to push Kansas City back down, and, and we'll see see how that, that matchup goes in regards to the Chiefs-Bills. Um, you know, Philip, what are your thoughts in regards to the Chiefs now moving forward in their last final games? You know, they might not be losing that division, but are you worried that they might not be able to get back to the Super Bowl if they have to actually travel in the playoffs? Well, I'm not worried about them traveling during the playoffs. Uh, what I'm more worried about is scoring points when we're in the playoffs, man. Just, you know, scoring. And if we do score, we don't have those letdowns. Uh, like we had in 2017, especially that 2021 uh, AFC Championship game with the Bengals that first time around when we lost to them at Arrowhead. Uh, we just I don't want that to happen. But um, I feel like going forward with the season, we're all going to be locked in. I feel like we're going to win the rest of our games of the year, the rest of these five games, and hopefully hope for a miracle that Miami and uh, – and, uh, hold on a second. There's Miami – and there's also Baltimore. That's who else, because Baltimore was on the bye week. Hopefully yeah. those two lose, so we win the rest out. We get that number one seed, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes have to go on the road for the first time in his uh, NFL career. I mean, it would be great to see him build onto his legacy and show how great he is. I mean, mm -hmm. you always got to have those moments there. I mean, being at Arrowhead myself over the last five seasons, I was part of those five years, being at Arrowhead, five mm -hmm. straight AFC championships. And, you know, that's something that most people in the world can never say they ever got to do. But uh, with this going forward, I feel like that we're still the opportunity to go back and uh, claim and to – you know, still be the champions of the world. But we just got to fix these errors, man, especially not scoring points. I mean, we look at Matt Nagy as our offensive coordinator. It doesn't make any sense where you had Alex Smith, where you were fifth in points when you had Alex Smith, and you were 
eighth in total yardage. Actually, no, no, no. You were fifth in yardage, eighth in points. This time around with Mahomes, you are fifth in yardage, but you're 11th in point scoring, and it's not a good look. I mean, we got to do something about that. And Matt Nagy's way better because I want to know where's the Matt Nagy that when Kareem Hunt fumbled the ball the first time in New England, he got over there and just told him I believed in him. And ever since, Kareem never looked back. Where's that guy at? I haven't seen that guy. It's almost like that guy is somewhere locked in Chicago somewhere. And whoever that Matt Nagy was who took over the Chicago Bears from that year's his clone or whatever is just taking over. I'm like, I want that Matt Nagy back that was the motivator. We got guys on the sideline going in. You know, if we just take care of that issue while our defense is still holding us down, we'll be all right. Give her she rice the ball more, keep feeding Pacheco. Open up had those guys open up so Kelsey could find the openings in the zones to make the plays going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, AJ, in regards to the Packers defense being able to beat the Chiefs, what do you think were the key moments, key players in regards to our, our side be able to get this win? Shoot, key play. Well, Keyshawn off off rip. I mean that that pick he had was unbelievable. The over the shoulder catch turned around. It was that was great. Uh, no, but you know we had Kenny. All our big time guys played great. Kenny, uh, Rashawn. Luke Van Ness had a had a sack inside the red zone. We were getting a patty in the red zone. We just couldn't finish on third downs anywhere else on the field. We get him to third and 11, third and 18. He's making like one off one foot jump throws in third and 11. But uh, no, the defense stepped up. I mean, we obviously field goals. We were scoring touchdowns. They were scoring field goals. And defense knew what they, what they needed to do. But uh, – Definitely the big time guys on the defense. You know, Jonathan Owens continues to play great at safety. Uh, Kenny's playing great. Rashawn's playing great. Luke Van Ness finally get another sack. I think he's going to start getting in the mix a little more. You see him more and more each week. But uh, no, this this is exciting for us just because of we we know uh, Joe Barry's tendencies and how this defense can look. Right. And I mean, we continue to struggle a little bit uh against the run but you know chiefs have great interior linemen uh starts with uh, their center creed uh but no, these guys played well i mean you can't say enough about joe barry this defense how they're playing uh holding them 19 points just i mean what are i think we're ninth in total defense points or whatever uh which is just i think unbelievable it just it hasn't felt like that but uh it really really came up big this week and can't say enough about it. Hopefully they keep rolling. I think they should. We got five games against favorable offenses that our defense should look really, really well. Mm -hmm. uh, boost, boost those stats a little more. But um, you know, I, I like where this defense is. And if we get in the playoffs, I think they'll be healthy enough. You know, we're going to get Jair back. Uh, Stokes is going to be back soon. So we're going to get two – our two actual starting corners will be back soon. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And – Hopefully they keep going in this direction. Yeah, I know. In, in regards to where we were, you know, if we go through these three games, facing the Chargers, Lions, and the Chiefs, and be able to get these wins when some Pack Nation were taking them as else and trying to figure out how we get the playoffs. After our hardest them. stretch of the year. Our yeah. hardest stretch of the year, and we win three in a row. And now and we have five games is, where we should be favored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and should be you should be able to get the wins, and whether they're on the road or at home. You know, we finished against Chicago, so you know the Chiefs. You know, wanting to to win out to, you know, again they're not going to be falling too far. They're not going to be you know out of the playoffs, but they're trying to at least 
hold on to stay up, you know, above Jacksonville uh, in general. And the Packers are trying to win out here on our end to make the playoffs. And for a team that had only two wins uh, at one point there, AJ, to yeah. maybe have 11, you know, that that is a interesting it'd be, turnaround. It would be crazy, no doubt about it. But so, like I said, it starts with starts with Matt and and Joe Barry. I mean, Matt he stays undefeated in December, and you can't say enough. This is when you you want your football team to win games December and January, and Matt does that. I'm hoping he can get a playoff, you know, get a, get a playoff win. But you never know. But uh, no, it. I'm I'm happy for Matt. You know, he he got some uh, dirt thrown on his name early in the season, and it didn't look like he was. He was good enough to handle this young team, but the front office, tip of the cap to the front office, this is exactly what they envisioned years ago when they wanted to take this route with Jordan and these young guys letting go of all our old guys. Obviously, you can look at the Jets. They got all of our freaking – they got our retirement home over there, and it's not working out too well besides Aaron Rodgers. But with Randall Cobb and Lazard, it was was great, you know, going this direction where – the youngest team in the NFL, average age is like 25. It's it's great, and future's bright. Well, that's really interesting. Um, Philip, in, re- in regards to the Chiefs, you know, after um, you know, taking this loss and, of course, wanting to bounce back, what do you expect to see from them against the tough Buffalo Bills team you have in the next matchup? Um. I think it's going to be kind of a high-scoring affair, kind of. But uh, Josh Allen's going to give us his best. Uh, Diggs and Davis is going to be kind of a problem. But I feel like our secondary is going to hold them. But I think Mahomes in the office is going to bounce back. So uh, early prediction, got a Chiefs 21, uh, Buffalo 14. All right, all right. Yeah, I probably would go the Chiefs to get the win there. Um, so they're going to be a, a good matchup uh, there with the Buffalo Bills as much as, you know, we have our matchup against the Giants on Monday Night Football. So it's going to be on primetime again as we were just squeezing uh, against, against the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah, at least that's everything I need to bring up in regards to this Chiefs game. Certainly it was a, a good battle. Like I said, we were fortunate to go through the whole game, not even trailing, um, and be able to, to get the win um, as we like to see it. So, uh, the Packers over the Chiefs. We go to 500. We're at number seven in the NFC for the playoffs. Um, you know, the AFC is looking, as we said earlier, about the AFC. Uh, but for the NFC side, you know, with the, with the Vikings, and Cowboys, Seahawks, and others uh, battling for those uh, wild card positions, it's certainly going to be uh, an interesting battle in the NFC to see who does get those um, get those slots. Uh, but, Philip, thank you for joining us. We have to go. Uh, but if you want, welcome to – Promote or share whatever else you wish to say before you bid us adieu. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> shout out to my family at Chiefs Focus, uh, JP, Caleb, Diz, Quentin, Brad, uh, Justin, all you guys, man. Shout out to you guys, to my people at the Self-Advocate Coalition of Kansas here in Lawrence. Love you guys. To my people back home in Kansas City, Kansas, Mama, David, Marlena, love you guys. And uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Hey, let's get this W next week in the uh, Packer Nation. Good luck for the rest of the season. And, hey, man, y'all just went out. That would be impressive. The Packers getting to the playoffs with Jordan Love. Even that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do that last season with these same receivers. That mm-hmm. says a lot right there, especially with the team and development and working with those guys. You guys stay with that plan, just like how the Chiefs built it with Mahomes. You guys should 
be all right going forward. So thank you guys for letting me come on. Yeah. Man. Salute, man. Yeah, have a good evening. Yeah, man. Thank you. But yeah, you know, this is an impressive win, of course, AJ, you know, have, have facing up against the defending champions and being able to, to get the win when, like you said, the hardest stretch of our season. And now we have five game stretch where, you know, you would assume to be favored to get the win, but you never mm -hmm. know, right? The Bengals just beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with their backup, but, you know, you never know. But from the outside looking, you know, as fans, you know, we feel that we should be able to, to get all these games and, be 11 and six, like, what would you think in regards to the Packers if we actually did get to 11 and six in whatever position we'd be in the playoffs? Um, If we went out and we're 11 and six, I'm not going to be worried about anybody in the playoffs. I'm just going to say it right now, you know, that we, there would be tough matchups, there's no doubt. But, um, you know, <laughs> this team can win anywhere against anyone. I, I believe that this defense is playing well. Our offense is playing well. Uh, you know, for 11 and six, that probably puts us probably at the five. I would think we, we could probably sneak into the five. And then, you know, we have a tough, tough game on the road, but no one, no one really scares me that much in the NFC. You know, the 49ers, I would want to play, but, uh, you know, it'd be great for Green Bay to be 11 and six. It's kind of what this, the record I predicted them to be. But, um, you know, after the past couple of weeks that we had before this win streak, it looked rough, and I was not expecting that. So uh, I'm happy for this team, and hopefully we can keep it going. We can talk about playoffs all we want, but realistically, it's not what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, so we should we should just keep it on hold for now. But, uh, yeah, it was good. This past week was exciting. Hopefully we can keep the ball rolling. Hey man, sorry about that. No, you're good. For a moment. But anyways, as we move on from the Kansas City game, now we move forward. We have, like I said, the Monday night game. We're playing the New York Giants. Um, you know, with like I said, we have our next five games, should be able to win. The next one up on the docket being the Giants. Um, I know way back when I did or we did the um preview for the season, I had the Jets Giants Super Bowl prediction. I don't think that's gonna be happening for either. Not just the Giants, the Jets. Beat a mess after Aaron Rodgers is injured yep. after four plays. And now there's uh, infighting and whatever's going on for that New York team. So the Giants might not have that problem, but they have uh, a different quarterback situation going on there for them. Uh, but before I talk about their team, let's let their people talk about their own team. So first, let's welcome, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Jeez, if I can talk. <laughs> Zane. Hey, I like that boat there back behind you. How are you doing this evening? Good, good. How's it going, fellas? Appreciate you having me on. Doing well. Doing well. And also, representing New York Giants, fangirl, Adriana. How are you doing this evening, Adriana? Good. How are you? Oh, sorry about that. Uh, we're doing well. But, yeah, as we were saying, you know, the 
Jets and, and their problems with the Giants in a different situation in regard to quarterback play and quarterbacks um, and whatnot. Um, what are you guys thinking in regards to your team and how things have gone so far this season? Zane? Uh, well, I mean, all things considered, started off pretty much a disaster. Uh, everything that can go wrong did go wrong, whether it's uh, player expectation, whether it's offensive line, whether it's defense, you name it. Nothing really went right. Then the injuries piled on. Um, but all things considered, you're two plays from being 6-6. Six and six. So you didn't get the breaks you got last year. Um, the record obviously is what it is at the end of the day. It's not really good. They started to play a little bit better uh, recently, but that's really just, I would say, the defense. The offense has at least been able to move the ball and let them breathe, uh, which is kind of nice. But that's kind of in a nutshell how you end up at 4-8. and eight. Hey, you yeah, I agree. I mean, I definitely went into this season feeling very optimistic. The biggest concern that I had was the offensive line because there were so many questions surrounding it, especially Evan Neal. And one of the things that's been most disappointing to me, you know, a lot of the things they mentioned already, you know, it's definitely the expectations of the players and what we thought, but the it's not even so much the injuries. It's the fact that the injury is preventing certain players from getting better, like Evan Neal. This year was supposed to be a year where he was really supposed to take a step forward. And not only has he not improved at all, he's been injured a big portion of the season. So he's not even having the opportunity to get better, which is really frustrating because he's on, you know, a four-year deal. He's probably going to have the fifth-year option. And I just, it's, I think it's something else that Giants fans are going to have to worry about going into next year is, oh, great. Evan Neal's going to be on the roster again. Joe Shane said that they're not thinking about moving him to guard, that he's a tackle. So, you know, when he's healthy, bringing in a new offensive line coach, is that really what's going to be the deciding factor for Evan Neal? Is that going to make him that much better? I mean, God, I hope so. I would, I would have him figure it out and have it work for us then have to draft another tackle, move him to guard, and be, you know, have more question marks around the line next year. So that's been really frustrating. Yeah, and of course, from our vantage point from the outside looking in, AJ, what are your thoughts in regards to watching the Giants here uh, through the season from our from your end? Yeah, uh, like they said, it just started off on a bad foot. Everything that went wrong has gone wrong for them between injuries, defense, quarterback, Saquon got hurt. He's back now, but you know, it's, it's all gone wrong for the giants. Uh, it, they got a lot to figure out, but I mean, I, I don't really know where they can step first. I feel like there's a lot of areas that they could go ahead and fix before, like maybe you say quarterback, but uh, I, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. It it surely looks like a mess, but hopefully they can figure it out. I mean, they were a playoff team last year, and I I found them to be dangerous. Like going into that Philadelphia game, I thought they were going to have a shot. Uh, it didn't end that way, but you know, gave like other fans, the Giants fans, and other people that watch football hope for them to maybe be a threat this year. Didn't really go that way, but uh, hopefully they can figure it out heading into the next season. So. Yeah, that's a good thing to bring up in regards to what's the main concern, what's the biggest thing that needs to be fixed, quote-unquote, in regards to the Giants to improve, to be what I thought they were going to be. Other people outside of the Giants world thought they were going to be, could be on this season. 
Start with you this time, Adriana. What do you think is the number one thing that the Giants need to do to fix uh, out of all the woes or issues that you believe the Giants have to try to be what they can be? Yeah, for me, it's got to be the offensive line because there are so – that to me is the beginning of how we fix this team because we've seen how the defense has turned it around. Yes, we have issues on special teams, um, but I think that ultimately – you know, if we can get the offensive line figured out, then regardless of who the quarterback is, regardless of whether or not they sign Saquon Barkley again, regardless of who the wide receivers are going to be, it's all going to start up front. And getting that line squared away is going to be the first step to having a successful offense. I mean, our defense has been able to hold teams to under 20 points. So if our offense was moving the ball better, we would have had a way better shot at winning these games than we did, you know, prior to that. So for me, that's the number one concern, which is ridiculous because it's it's going on 11 years at this point, but it's just, it has to get figured out. Uh, Zane? Yeah, I mean, Adrian, uh, same boat here. Uh, we've spoken before. Adriana's great. Uh, similar thought process here. Same thing, right? Uh, it doesn't really make a difference what you attempt to do or not attempt to do if you can't get some type of blocking. And you see that around the league. Uh, it's not a giant-centric issue. It's a league-wide issue where offensive line play isn't really that good. However, it's just been bad for us for well over a dozen years, and it continues to be porous and uh, the biggest issue almost every season. So you're back at the same place you've kind of been, right? You had the if Evan Neal takes a step, but then he gets hurt and he doesn't play, missed three to five games last year, missing games this year. What's going to happen at your guard situation? Bringing Justin Pugh off the couch. Your center's a rookie, not doing too bad. Your left tackle still one of the best left tackles with a sprained MCO. So you got one piece that's really, really good, and then you have questions about development across the line. Yeah, I think at least from – you know, from what I'm hearing in regards to social media, uh, whether it's Giants fans or outside, you know, I know we talked about this in the preview for the season in regards to Danny Dimes and people calling for him and all that. I would say that how things have gone since his injury should prove that he, that more Giants fans would now be on the bandwagon of wanting to keep him because of how things have gone wrong since. You think that's true or you think that's non-factor and the offensive line is the bigger issue and has nothing to do with Danny and if we should keep him or let him go in New York. From my DMs, I would say a lot of Giants fans say we don't care about the offensive line. Jones has to go. I cannot tell you the amount of people who have said to me, we need to cut Jones next year. And the only thing that ha I have to say to that is that's not happening. So just accept that Jones is going to be on the team. His contract is through next year. They're going to take a $35 million hit if they cut him, which they're not going to do. Um, I think you can equally blame both. Um, Joe Shane also said in his press conference that Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, and Daniel Jones played a combined less than 40 snaps together. And those are the four in theory, best players on offense. And when you don't have them playing together and the rest of the offensive line is a disaster, I think you could put Tom Brady back there and it would still be atrocious. So um, Jones made mistakes, absolutely. He did not look good at all. Um, 
I was expecting him to play better and he didn't play well. So he definitely has some things that he has to improve on, no doubt. But I also think that he got hit a million times and probably was playing very scared, um, which also didn't help him. So, you know, we tried to force plays where he shouldn't have something that he's worked on and it got better last year. It's like inverted back to that guy because of what happened with the line. So um, I think everyone deserves blame. And I, I think that you can't just say, well, you know, if we had any other quarterback that it would have been fine. You're on mute, Steve. Oh, sorry about that. I was muted. Anyway, Zane, what are your thoughts on that in regards to uh, Daniel Jones? If you should be back or not be back, what are your thoughts for Daniel Jones? Well, I think he should or shouldn't kind of relevant. I think Adrian already said it. He's going to be back next year, whether you like it or not. What his role is going to be is the TBD, right? That's the part that people aren't fully sure about. Uh, you have your people of he's got to go, replace him, stick with him. You know, he's going to have fans on whatever side they land on. Um, for me, it's back to square one about get the offensive line fixed up. Let him compete. If he's your guy, great. If you want to draft your own guy, also great. Uh, I don't really care how you get it done. Just get it done. It's about sustainability for the future, and that's all I really care about. Uh, the names I'm very indifferent to. We've all seen our best players get traded, cut, released, whatever. Uh, so that's not something I'm too you know, stuck on that it has to be this guy. All right. Uh, well, heading into this game, Giants versus Packers. AJ, what do you say in regards to the Packers' defense, the key things that we need to do to be able to uh, get the win from that end? Uh, well, limit Saquon Barkley. Uh, last year when we played the Giants, it was uh, Saquon Barkley just party, whatever it was. He just he went nuts. He went off, and it was the whole reason they ended up coming back and winning that game. Uh, but, no, it, his defense has played well, but – they need to keep their foot on the gas, and it's gonna it's gonna have to happen this week with Saquon. We limit Saquon, uh, Rashawn, and Preston get back back to the quarterback. They're gonna cause problems. I, I feel like our D line and our edge rushers are gonna be good enough. Our DBs are good enough to guard their receivers. I think it just all starts with Saquon. Uh, we stop Saquon. I I think it's pretty simple. Our offense, I believe, will put up points. It's just got to be centered around Saquon. So, yeah. Right. No, I agree. I agree. In regards to also getting pressure on DeVito and, and making him uncomfortable early and, and be able to build from that. I would mm -hmm. say in regards to our defensive keys, uh, to main two keys in regards to the game, but in regards to the Giants offense, are you guys thinking of being the, the main catalyst in regards to for you guys to to have a chance to get the W? Adriana? I mean, I think if your defense limits us to 10 points, we have no chance of winning this game. So I think the biggest thing for the Giants is they have to score points and they have to do it early because it's going to be really hard for them to come out of a hole. So like you said, if the Packers defense does a good job of limiting Saquon, we have to get the ball through the air. And, you know, DeVito's done a really good job of not turning the ball over, which he's going to have to continue to do. Um, but ultimately, you know, you've got some young speedy guys on this team like Hyatt, Robinson, Slayton should be involved. So, you know, they have to be consistent. Tommy's got to make the throws and the line has to hold up. I mean, if he gets sacked 10 times again, it's going to be really hard for them to come back from that. So, you know, we're not playing the Patriots. We're not playing the commanders. The Packers look really good against the Chiefs. So, um, 
if, if it gets out of hand quickly and I think the Giants go down 14-0 like the Chiefs did, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to come back like the Chiefs were able to. Zane? Yeah, for me, it's all down to the defense and just some key things, right? Uh, the Packers right now are playing really well. Turnover free, right? No turnovers on offense. So that doesn't, you know, necessarily become a magical thing. It's why you're playing well. It's why you've won three in a row. The Giants have won two in a row. The Packers aren't good on the road, two and four. The Giants are trying to get back to 500 at home. They're two and three. So a little bit of shift that you're hoping for, they're going to be beneficial to one and not so much the other. More importantly, it's going to be you know on our defense. They've created uh, a ton of turnovers the past three games. I believe they've created 11 turnovers in the last three games alone, um, six against Washington, three in the last game against the Patriots, and then two against the Cowboys. So the defense right now is doing – all it can. The offense can score a little bit, maybe drag out the game. Uh, your run defense isn't that great, but your pass defense is better and you get good pressure. So you got to watch out, you know, can the offensive line just hold up to be functional enough and maybe kind of do a little bit of ground and pound with the big, you know, big play here and there. Uh, neither team is good in, in run defense, right? You guys could run on us too. So it's really going to come down to the Giants defense and being able to stop your offense and create some turnovers. If you can do that, I think we have a chance. I don't know if we're going to win, but I think we have a much better chance. All right, and AJ, in regards to the Packers' offense, what do you think are main keys to the game in regards to uh, getting W from Jordan Love in the offense? Yeah, uh, just keep doing what we've been doing. You know, uh, we've been able to run the ball effectively finally the past three weeks, and I think that's been a huge, huge key of why we're winning games. Uh, I'm not sure if AJ or Aaron Jones will be back uh, this week. I assume not. But if AJ can keep running like he is, he's a workhorse, and he wears teams down, and then we hit play action – uh, that's really the key. Just be able to run the ball, open up our play action. Our play action, when we can run the ball, is so effective. We got guys that are fast that get open. Uh, Jaden, Christian, those guys are flying around the field, getting open. Romeo's great, great running routes, getting open. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just run the ball, open up the play action, and take what this def- take what the defense gives you. That's why Jordan's been so effective the past three weeks. He's not really been forcing too much. No turnovers. He's just always throwing to the guy that's open. He's not not trying to do too much. Uh, that'll be a big key. Uh, this game, this is a young team that is figuring out how to win, and these are games that can stump you. Honestly, I mean, Green Bay's hot. They beat Chargers aren't playing their best ball, but we all thought they'd be a better team this year. So I say they've won three again. They won three games now against pretty good teams in a row. Now you play a team, this feels like kind of a trap game. A Monday night, you travel to New York. They're not that great, but they if you come in with your head too high, this this could be a tricky game and you don't want it to be. That's the only part that really worries me for this offense is if they can just keep going even when it seems like, hey, this defense might not be great, but it is what it is. I, But, yeah, for me it's just run the ball, hit play action, limit turnovers. I agree. And, excuse me, in regards to predictions, in regards to score-wise, or if you don't want to give a score, that's fine too, but at least a prediction in regards to this game. I'll go first, simply uh, Packers over the Giants, 27-13 score. Um, Packers getting the win uh, on the road. Uh, AJ, for the team, what do you thought in regards to predictions for the game? I've been picking against – I've told you this since last week. I've been picking against Green Bay ever since we've started this win streak. But it's hard to this week. I just I, I think we're the better team. I think we can get this done on the road. 
Uh, I expect us to beat the Giants. Uh, honestly, I think this is more like a 10-point game, a little closer than what we may seem, just because I do feel like this is kind of a trap game for a young team like we are. Um, but, yeah, if we lose, it's on me. I take full blame. But I'm going Green Bay. <laughs> Adriana. I think ultimately it's going to come down to whoever wins the turnover battle. So both of these teams have done a really good job not turning the ball over the last few weeks. Like you said, I think they're all feeling optimistic about that. But I will say the one thing that the Giants defense has done really well is recover turnovers from other teams. They've made interceptions. They force fumbles between Bobby O'Kurake, Micah McFadden. I mean, and then some of the safeties, I just feel like if they get one turnover, the game is over. So um, I'm, I feel like the Packers are the better team, but I think the Giants are going to win it. I think it's going to come down to the wire like it always does with the Giants. And I think ultimately the defense could come through with a late turnover that seals the game. Call me crazy, but. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Zane. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. The the Packers are hot. The offense is playing really, really well. Um, Jordan Love throws down the field, man. Uh, the Packers are attacking the deep, deep throws often. Uh, I think their average depth is pretty high uh, for targets. Um, their yak is pretty high. The Giants don't get yak. The offense is very tricky on our end. Uh, but on the homer thing, you know, I'll, I'll take the win. I'll say like a got to be a 17 14 20 14 2017 game this giants team only scored more than 14 points like three times all season so we don't score points uh, it's a struggle with the with the run game to actually end right we have four rushing touchdowns all season that's four um and we give up a ton too so it's, it's not going to be easy it's not going to be pretty so if it happens it's got to be on the defense uh same kind of scenario where it's been the past couple of weeks when they have wins uh, but they've been obviously playing lesser competition jordan love's gonna be a good test he's playing really really well so he's gonna be a really really good test to see where this defense is at against a a better quality quarter uh quarterback uh, a good offensive line uh so it's gonna be an interesting one really, really gonna be interesting but i'm always gonna be a homer first all right same here same here always picking the packers no matter who we're facing uh which did include the chiefs last week but anyways it certainly should be a good game closer game i know um, in my head, I'm thinking it should be a blow up, but as you know, most of you said, especially AJ, in regards to you know, it could be a trap game, it could be one where we slip up and take take the L. Would be unfortunate. I would say from our schedule, AJ, the the team we can't lose to the most is Carolina. Um, when we face them because that would just yeah. be terrible in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, but here against the Giants, a little bit different. Um, uh, give us a better fight than Carolina would and will. Um, but like I said, I do see Green Bay getting the win. But I do thank you guys both for, for being on for the time you could um, and taking time of your day, busy schedules and whatnot to be able to be here. So I'll let you both uh, give shout outs and, and uh, let people know where they can find you, wherever they can find you, social media, shows, and otherwise. So, Zane, you have the floor. Sure. I mean, you can catch me on Twitter. My handle's right there at this is not Zane. Um, my YouTube channel, all the information's in there, kicking it with Zane usually every week. I bring on other content creators. I've been lucky enough to have Adriana on as, a, uh, and as well as uh, occasional players here and there, and we'll do some cross pods here and there. But definitely catch me on Twitter, handles there, and, uh, you know, all, all type of Giants-based content. Adriana. Um, I am at New York Giants fangirl, just like, oh, 
if you see below over here on um, TikTok and Instagram, um, Instagram, I'm the most active. I do Q and A's on Tuesday. So um, on my stories right now, I just answered a bunch of questions and I also have a podcast that's out on YouTube and uh, right in my Instagram bio and stuff like that. So easy to find. Right, yeah, because I have to definitely check out uh, both of their content. I know um, in regards to Adriana show, um, it's also on Spotify. So if people that uh, listen to podcasts that way you can find it there. Um, subscribe and enjoy it there. So I thank you. Like I said, thank you both for, yep. for being here. Hope you guys have a great evening and and I guess good luck in regards to the game itself. But yeah, yeah appreciate you guys. Good luck, man. Have yep. a good one. Thanks. Yeah, good luck. Right, yeah, thanks for having us. Good luck. Mm -hmm. You know, AJ, you know, we, like I said, you know, we have the Chiefs, we had our three game stretch, and now we're having, in regards to the Giants, the, you know, the Panthers and other teams and other games, you know, again, like yeah. we said, 11, we could have 11 wins. I mean, if I, I don't know, I know we talked about this last week, if the Lions do this, do that, blah, 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 we could still have a division. But to me, I don't know if the division's in our sights, but I think definitely we win 11 games, we're going in mm -hmm. the gosh darn playoffs. So, yeah. Um, does do you does that matter to you, AJ? Like, if we have this winning streak, does it matter to you if we won the division, have a home game, or just get in the freaking playoffs? So for this team, I'm gonna say get in the playoffs. But uh, if it was somehow possible, like we talked about this last week, right? I said this that for the Lions. If they lose to the Saints, it would it could become a reality, and then they end up pulling away. It got it got interesting. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to do it this year when the North, I mean, it sucks. It's just how this season started. Um, but I, I do like where we could finish if we are 11 and six. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we, I, we just can't be in the seven. I don't want to play San Francisco or Philadelphia first. Um, I'm not scared of Philadelphia. I'm, I'm just going to come out. I'm a huge Philadelphia hater. I think they're posers and they act tough and they don't, they don't scare me. I, they really don't. Their defense is weak. Um, it is what it is, but no, you know, we're sitting at seven. Uh, who is, who's five and six. I was trying to look that up, but uh, let me see here. I got it pulled right. up. Let me see here. On the NFC five and six. The okay. Well, we oh, got yeah. the Rams so and the Seahawks are six. Yeah. Like Tampa Bay and the Saints five and seven. Then the Giants, you know who we're facing. So yeah. So yeah, those are the teams as you can see. So, of the, course, so but. current. So currently, the five is the Cowboys and the six is the Vikings. Our two most important games on the remaining schedule is the Vikings Bucks, just because of playoff seeding and whatnot. Um, I do think we jump the Vikings and we go to six which I think that ultimately leads us up to traveling to Detroit for a playoff game, which by all means, bring it on. I would love to play Detroit in the first the first round of the playoffs. There's no doubt. Um, I don't think we jump Dallas. You know, the NFC East is too close between Dallas and Philadelphia. So I do think we range from six to seven. I think we favor in at six just because of our schedule. And that leads us – that leads us playing Detroit. Um, I think, you know – what I mean, that's probably the best matchup we can possibly get. Another, we get an in division foe. We travel to Detroit. 
you know, there's it's going to be dramatic. That's going to be – they're going to win the North for the first time in a long time. It's going to be their first home playoff game in a long time. Uh, it has everything in it to be an upset. That's all I'm going to say. You know, yeah. it would be – it would be great. And then we win. We play – you know, you never know if Dallas isn't at five, they could upset somebody. You know, the the way the playoffs are kind of set up, it you never know. This this Green Bay team is young. I think there's honestly teams that would not want to play them if they continue to play like this. This defense is only going to get better, healthier. Same with the offense. Aaron Jones. If we can win without Aaron Jones, hold him. I don't care. Don't play him. We don't play that great of teams. If we can hold him and he's one hundred percent by the playoffs, this team is deadly. I don't it sounds crazy now that we're saying that, but what this team has shown as of late, if Aaron Jones gets healthy and we have a dynamic runner and pass catcher in the backfield, this this offense is only gonna get scarier. But yeah, man, I I would love for us to finish eleven and six. Um, very possible. You know, this team's young. Uh I don't wanna say it, but I, I do think we drop one more hmm. um somewhere on the road somewhere in the road, you know. I it's just, I don't, I don't know. I, no, I, I, I don't think we do, but I do think we do. I think we finish everything up at home. I really do. Uh, the game that worries me is at Minnesota. Yeah. I, I, I expect Justin Jefferson to be back by the time we play them. Of course, um, that just opens up a whole new realm of offense for them. You got to deal with a three-headed monster they got with uh, JJ Hawk and, and Addison. Uh, it'd be tough, but uh, no, it's definitely exciting. For you might be getting a phone call <laughs> or whatnot. Um, it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, but this is perfect, though. I mean, this is where I mean we want to be after the past couple of weeks that we had. So six, sitting at six and six at seventh in the playoff uh, picture right now is honestly unbelievable. So it's exciting. I'm fully ready for the future. Yeah, and it'd be kind of full circle, um, at least from what I saw one of the games ago. If not, wasn't the first Packers Lions matchup. Mm-hmm. Whatever I saw, the last time the Lions had a home playoff game was back in the early '90s. Was against Green Bay and, and a young Brett Favre, oh, and yeah. we did win that one. So if we do it again with a young Jordan Love uh, coming into his own prime and getting the win, just like that Packers team did in, I think it was '93 or whatever the year that was, '95, whatever. Um, you know, that would be apropos, you know, if we face the Lions, I'd rather face them. Oh, yeah. That team does not scare me. But, hey, we get a seven-game winning streak. We beat the Chargers, Lions, and the Chiefs. Like you said earlier, no team scares us. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we might not be highly looking forward to a game against the Niners or the Eagles, but if we uh, face them, we're not going to be that scared as fans can, of the team. You can say what you want, but that was probably one of the tougher stretches in the NFL, those three games, and I would say Green Bay's got one of the best – that's probably one of the better win streaks someone's had mm-hmm. this year, beating those three teams. I know Philadelphia kind of had a gauntlet. You know, they played Buffalo, and then they played the 49ers, and now they played the uh, the Cowboys this week. So, you know, that, that was tough, but they dropped one. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> shout out to the Packers, man. That staff, mm-hmm. everyone, it's, it's unbelievable what they've been able to do these past three weeks. It just after, Last year, you know, they got our hopes up. Uh, they they won five in a row. They get they get to the right. last game. We just need to win one more, and they were just playing with our hearts. But this this year, for whatever reason, it just feels different. I don't know why it does, but uh, it's just a different 
like sense in this locker room for this team. They're all young. They're all together. It's, yeah. There's not any outsiders, outliers. You know, Aaron wasn't a big – he wasn't too close with the young guys. So, Jordan, he's seems like he's best friends with all of them. They're all one. Uh, Kenyon Drake, who we just signed, he said that he was – he was uh he was there today, and he said mm-hmm. that the feeling and the electricity that locker room ha- had uh, he said it was legendary. So he's he's able to feel it. Guys that are coming in are able to feel it. And, mm-hmm. You know, Kenyon's a guy that not the I wouldn't say the greatest running back or whatever in the NFL, obviously, but uh, he's had a different career going from team to team. But he's good pass catcher out of the backfield with Aaron out. I I expect him to play his role and be pretty effective in it in these uh, upcoming weeks with with Jones out. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully Jones Jones comes back. Hopefully Watson's okay. You know, he had that hammy right. late in the game. I thought he was just – I thought he was just going down. <laughs> so, no, you know, that same same hamstring that he's had problems with, which is definitely concerning. But you saw him in the locker room. He looked – he had a high spirit and he was standing up fine. They said it's not something to really be worried about. So, you know – Teams that are healthy and they get hot this time of the year usually can be dangerous. You know, we got we have three really good players that aren't playing yet and that are they're coming. Aaron Jones, Jerry Alexander, and Eric Stokes. Mm-hmm. So scary. It's definitely scary for some teams in the NFC. Exactly, exactly. But I know you know the kind of shorts you got things to yep. do too. So before you do, even though we can't go through the whole, you know, week fourteen pricks, mm-hmm. um, at least on air share what you would say is your personal game of the week. Yeah, so for me, oh yeah, it's it's Dallas and uh, Philadelphia. I feel like there's a lot heading into that game. These two teams they battled it out the first time. Dallas has been hot. Dak's been hot. Eagles haven't won in Dallas in a couple years, um, and I think that continues. I think the Cowboys get the win. To, I might sound crazy, but I think Dallas. Honestly, I hate the Cowboys. I think they're the better team. I really do. Uh, the Eagles just haven't impressed me. Uh, this offense, it just feels like they take a step back, like week by week almost. And this defense, the defense is Swiss cheese. Their defense is bad. It is bad. I don't, teams should not fear them. I think Dallas is going to be able to run the ball this week. Dak's going to have another big game against them. CD Lamb will have another big game. Uh, I do expect it to be close, but I expect Dallas to get this win and start to really put the pressure on the Eagles for the NFC East. But yeah, that's my game of the week. For sure. All right. All right. Well, do to you, like we yep. do it every week before you say goodbye. Let them know if they can find you and any little last words you wish to share before you yeah. go and uh, get things done. So Twitter, Instagram, just AJLR1. Uh I was I was pretty active on it for the uh this past game. I was yes, sir. I was ready. <laughs> I was I I was going nuts for this past game. So that happens every so often. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh just finish off, man. Just let's keep this let's keep this thing rolling. Six, six and six. Let's get another one this week. Go pack, go. Yes, sir. Yep, man. Good evening, man. Yep. But yeah, yeah, he has to go. He has stuff to do. He is in college. He's got school stuff, so he'll be carrying it here to the end. Not too much left to do, but I do thank everybody that was here as guests, and of course my co-host AJ for even being be able to be here for the hour that he was. I mean, he has finals going on. He didn't have to be here. Period. And I thank him for being here for a full hour or pretty close to it. So, you know, he's got things to do. He's probably running to get things done or not get things done. You know what I mean? Get his materials and go to go to the study hall or study group. It's not study hall, but you know what I mean? 
college stuff, college life, right? But I do appreciate that he cares enough about this show, not just for himself, but for me and for the show itself and for the show, you know what I mean? That he, you know, that he is here and was here. So shout out, salute to AJ and hope you kills it for the, for the finals and aces them all. <laughs> you never know. You have know, a 4.0 on a roll. I know that. <laughs> I hope so. But anyways, but thank you to Adriana. Thank you to Zane. Um, and Philip for being guests and thank you to AJ for being here for an hour. Himself with my co-host. But yeah, um, it's a wild, wild thing. Hmm. But yeah, anyways, let's go through uh, what was week 13 as we usually do. What is week 14? Week 13, Cowboys over the Seahawks, 41-35. Colts over the Titans, 31-28. Falcons over the Jets, 13-8. Lions over the Saints, 33-28. Texans over the Broncos in that big matchup, 22-17. Chargers over the Patriots, 6-0. Cardinals actually win and beat the Steelers, 24-10. Steelers do lose their quarterback though in that game. Dolphins over the Commanders, 45-15. Buccaneers over the Wolf of Panthers, who are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. Um, that might not have been a shocker, but they are the first team of all 32 that are, or, you know, of the 32, of course, that are eliminated from the playoff contention in general. Uh, the 49ers over the Eagles, 42-19, to a big statement game for the 49ers, kind of a render game from what was the NFC title game last year for that team, but I am happy for them to win. The Rams over the Browns, 36-19. to of course, we talked about earlier, Packers getting the win, 27-19. We had a great time talking about Phillip. Bengals over the Jaguars, 34-31 in overtime. Trevor Lawrence gets injured. He's day-to-day. Uh, hopefully, he's able to keep playing because I want Jackson to do some damage in the AFC. I didn't mean that. So, week 14. Here are my predictions, personally, moving forward for what is this week of week 14. I have the Steelers over the Patriots, 17-3 in this game. Uh, then I have the Texans over the Jets, 45-16. I have the Ravens over the Rams, 27-3. I have the Saints over the Panthers, 13-10. And for me, my game of the week is the Bengals versus the Colts. Well, actually, it's in Cincinnati, so sorry about that. Bengals, Colts. And uh, for me, I have the Bengals getting the win, even with their backup. Browning, who did great there in the Jacksonville game. Uh, but I do like Gardner Minshew. He's a cool dude. I've liked him since the beginning of his career in Jacksonville. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I'm going with the Bengals over the Colts, 23-20. to 20. Buccaneers over the Falcons, 45-42. I have the Jaguars over the Browns, 27-13. I have the Lions over the Bears, 9-3. Um, I have the 49ers over the Seahawks, 45-16. The Vikings over the Raiders, 27-12. I have the Broncos over the Chargers, 35-23. I have the Bills over the Chiefs, 37-35. I have the Cowboys over the Eagles, 27-23. Of course, I have the Green Bay Packers over the New York Football Giants in our matchup. I think I said like 27-13 type of score. Um, and then the other Monday night game, there is two Monday night football games. Dolphins over the Titans, 27-13. So those are my predictions regarding the games and, of course, talking about the last week's games. But 
certainly do thank everybody that was here. Had a great time. And I uh, hope you all have a great rest of your evening and all that. Um, you know, for whoever's still watching live, I do thank you for being here, hopping on and off. Um, and to Adriana, to Philip, and to Zane, I thank you for being a great guest and be able to be here. And, of course, my co-host with the most, AJ, being here for the hour that he was able to. Um, and now he's focusing on his and his finals he has here in between the breaks, you know, the, the Thanksgiving break and Christmas break. But, yeah, I hope you all have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the weather in your area as well. You know, I'm a, I like weather. Um, and above all else, as always, take care.